You're listening to The Sauropod, and I'm Shushma Naik. And I'm Catherine Sherlock. And I'm Justin Zeppa. And this is The Snooze. This is The Snooze. Sauropod News. And now, here's the latest from yesterday. Reporting to you live via recording from a kitchen in the North Atlantic, it's Suraport News. We now send you over to our snooze desk and Justin Zeppa. Oh, thank you, Catherine Sherlock. Catherine, hey. Hi. Hi, what's new? What's cooking in your world? Uh, nothing much, to be honest with you. Okay, great. Um, Thank you for the intro, by the way. I totally would have forgotten to start talking had you not been here. This is what happens. This is why we need you here. It's an essential part of what we do. Which is, what do we do? Shushman Nike across the table. What do we do? Build bridges. Building that bridge. How's it going, guys? I'll tell you, Shushman. It's going really well, right? We're deep into mm, probably, I don't know, early spring at this point. Yes. We made it through. Flowers are blooming. They are. Wow. Are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Buds are coming. Yep, absolutely. The grass is growing. Right. The rabbits? They've got rabbits here, right? They do. The rabbits are breeding. Oh, okay. Yeah, yes. Yes. <laughs> Making more rabbits. Right. As they want to do. Yes. And uh boy, it's just a, a lovely time here. We're glad to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. So Catherine Sherlock, what is tonight's first snooze item? Filander, snooze dossier type, dinosaurs, cool ones, and otherwise. Double dinosaur, back-to-back apps with dinos in it. That's great. It's great to know that creatures dead for 65 million years plus still generating tons of snooze for us. It's impressive. I, um... I can see the clouds from my bedroom, and I was watching the clouds, and there was one in the shape of a dinosaur. Okay, okay. <laughs> what kind of dinosaur? Um, it could have been like a stegosaurus. Oh, yeah. yeah. Spiky plates on the yes. back. Wow. Cool. That's exactly what it looked like. Very cool. And uh, yeah, that's what I do in my free time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dateline. <laughs> Lovely tangent. 17 days ago, it's... <laughs> Okay, so take that for what it's worth, listener, listening to this many weeks from now. (laughs) Thenextweb.com, TN-dubs. That's that's what I call it. What do you call it? By, here's the byline, The Conversation. Oh. This is, guys, this is future news, right? So, like, we do old news. We're the the old news. This is what news of the future is. TN-dubs, by the conversation, asteroid dust helps solve the mystery of dinosaur extinction. Ew. I think we talked about this last time. So maybe this is going to solve it for us. More than 99% of all organisms that have ever lived on Earth are now extinct. Wow. Sciences, we yeah. agree? Sciences? Sure. Um, I mean, we don't, seems know. Plausible. we don't know what we don't know, Justin. Well, shushy science. Hashtag. <laughs> Are we taking into account bacteria? Uh, it says all living organisms. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess that's included, right? Hmm. Skeptical? Yeah, no, I know. Think I, of the I, trillions yeah. of years. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, yeah, I might need the words read again. More than 99% of all organisms that have ever lived on Earth are now extinct. 
99. Most of these just died out quietly. However, in Earth's history, there have been five major mass extinction events known as the Big Five, Mm -hmm. during which many species became extinct at the same time. Uh, I believe there was a book that came out called The Sixth Extinction some 10 years ago, maybe. Where we're going to I think we're in the middle of an extinction phase right now. Mm -hmm. Each of the Big Five events caused at least a 40% loss of all species on Earth. Yet humans hold a particular grudge against the most recent one, I certainly do, (laughs) which brought a sudden end to the 160 million year history of the dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. This was the Cretaceous Paleogene extinction, and it happened 66 million years ago, wiping out about 75% of all species on Earth at the time. Except for sea turtles and crocodiles, no four-legged animals bigger than 25 kilograms survived. Mm. Okay. Queuing you up for some hot info coming from TN Dubs. After decades of heated debate, I mean, and this is true because we ourselves have had this heated debate. Right. Scientists have settled on two leading theories about what caused this extinction. Mm. The first possibility is the impact of an asteroid that created the 180 uh, kilometer wide Chicxulub impact crater on the modern day Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico. Second, a series of eruptions in a volcanic area known as Deccan Traps in India. Mm-hmm. Deccan Traps? Does that ring any bells to no. you? No. <laughs> Speak on behalf of all of India. <laughs> Can uh, I see how it's written? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a volcanic area. I didn't even know there was a volcanic area in India. (laughs) There we go. Okay, okay. We're learning. We're learning. Last week, an international team of scientists with data from four independent laboratories published a study claiming to have ended the debate. They say the 12-kilometer-wide asteroid was the one to blame. A case closed? Question mark. That's your subheader. The study looked at rock samples collected in the crater, which is now underwater. They found a layer of terrestrial mud mixed with, quote-unquote, space dust containing the element iridium, which can be found in high concentrations in meteorites, but is rare in the Earth's crust. This layer was four times thicker in the impact crater than in the surrounding area. The team found a five centimeter layer of sediment immediately below the limestone from the earliest Paleogene, the geologic period that began immediately after the extinction. This thin layer of sediment had iridium concentrations of one part per billion compared to the 0.04 parts per billion in the Earth's crust. And that's a lot of, now that's we're getting deep of- into it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. The asteroid is thought to have hit the planet at about 20 kilometers per second, more than 50 times faster than the speed of sound in the air. Okay, mm-hmm. considerable then. Yes. Not only did it destroy the immediate surroundings, but it also sent a cloud of vaporized rock and microscopic mm-hmm. dust with high levels of iridium that traveled across the Earth. The global blanket of cloud blocked out sunlight, cooled Earth's surface for decades up to 10 degrees uh, 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 Celsius. I saw that C and I just totally blacked out. I don't know. My my American mind just was not having it. Uh, is there a difference? Hey, scientists. Hey. <laughs> scientists of Europe. Is there, there's got to be a difference between Celsius and centigrade, right? I don't know, actually. <laughs> All right. No. It's a mystery for the ages. Centigrade. 
I think I've used them interchangeably. Yeah. I could be oh. completely incorrect by that. But then they also say sometimes Fahrenheit. No, they say degrees. Interesting. I feel like they're interchangeable. Celsius, also called centigrade. <gasps> mm-hmm. Enough said. What do you got? Is there any more information? I mean, obviously, um, not enough said, but... So, invented in 1742 oh. by the Swedish astronomer Anders Celsius. Uh, it is sometimes called the centigrade scale because of the te- the hundred degree interval between the defined points. Oh, so that's zero and hundred. Oh, I got you. Okay, yeah. okay. So there's a man named Celsius. Yeah, I had no idea. Seventeen forty two. Yeah, putting it together. Those guys, those older guys. It's this really impressive, right? No, no, no. I think it's really impressive. <laughs> like. Yeah, some people made shit up, sure. But the people who got it right, who actually, they you know, uh, Tycho Brahe, who sat and watched the fucking moon go right. around overhead for yes. decades. Or, I mean, like, they that figured was a, it out. Yeah, they did. That, I think that, I, I think about this a lot. Like, who was the person that sat and watched the movement of the sun and the moon enough to, like, match? All, all sorts you know? of people at different times. Yeah, and in different yeah. places. That's the, the Egyptians the had it. thing. Yeah. yeah. And it was just, uh, you know, time and a lack of television yeah, i yeah, guess I like no what yeah i mean who, what would i be doing right now if there was no telly right, right. Uh, or no podcast amazing thing we'd be writing our epic poetry right now <laughs> is that what we should be doing shut maybe. it down i no. could be painting yeah. maybe yeah right you could be painting i could be doing uh uh building ships in uh bottles that kind of thing i could be a carpenter you could be a carpenter because yeah. i build tables no one T- will get that <laughs> I build tables a lot at work, like oh, on a on a, on a uh, program on a, on on Excel present- or something uh, like that. Yeah, okay. For presentation, oh, okay. I make a lot of tables. Oof, office yeah. jokes, eh? Yeah. All right, all right, that's good. Can I try that one again? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Okay, okay. Go again. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm braced. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Trishma does when she builds her tables. Oh. You gotta. Okay, go for it. I'm, I should be a carpenter. Why is that, Trishma? Because I build a lot of tables. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. And as our listeners will know, it's because she's doing a lot of stuff on the programs exactly. for work. Yeah. It's true. Excel, man. It's true. It's wow. Gantt charts, time. the whole thing. They can thing. be real elegant or they can be real and real simple. Yeah, sure. Or they could be, you know, complicated with multiple layers. Mm-hmm. Really got to put some thought into this. You know who also built tables? Jesus. <laughs> His father. Not Jesus' father. Yeah, no, built Jesus. Yeah, he was a carpenter. Oh, he was a carpenter. His father was you're right, God. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> what did Joseph do? Joseph ran like a bodega, I think, oh. didn't he? No, I just made that up. What did Joseph do? He was a carpenter, right? He was a carpenter. Family too. biz? Yeah, quite possibly. Gotta be. No, it doesn't have to be, actually. He could do any, whatever he wants. Joseph could grow up to be whatever he wants to be. This right. is I the promised land. Right. It's promised to him. Right. Um... Speaking of Jesus, uh, spikes of iridium and dust from the time have been found in over 100 places around the world, yeah, from, yeah, yeah, yeah. from America, Asia, Europe, Oceania, all the way to Antarctica. These were first identified in findings from the 1980s. Ooh. Oh, yeah. The Armageddon of dinosaurs. This is what we wanted to get okay. to. Although the sudden nature of this extinction is backed up by changes in the fossil record, the record of microscopic organisms points toward a long-term shift instead 
This is the argument in favor of a, uh, in favor of a volcanic extinction with a series of eruptions happening over tens of thousands of years. Massive and prolonged volcanic eruptions have been linked to other volcanism extinction events, like the Siberian Traps eruptions, which marked the extinction at the end of the Permian period. Okay, so there's evidence mm. of volcanic extinction eras. So, but I still don't understand how this dust um, confirmed... Because they everywhere. found it everywhere. Okay. Yeah. The, you know, the only way that happens is when it's sent up. Okay. And because it's iridium, it's uh, extraterrestrial. It have, right. So it must have come from a meteoroid. Well, in it, it, it is here, but it's just not in that concentration. Right. right. Yeah. Trust the layers. It's like a, a nice tiramisu or something like that. Cut into it and find your... You know, between the layers of chocolate and lady fingers, you can find iridium, and mm. you're like, yeah, this is sprinkling of like cocoa powder on top. Oh yeah, that sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. You know what else we find everywhere? What? Cockroaches. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm just saying that's the. You think a meteor made of cockroaches hit the Earth and? I mean, sent up a cloud. They said that a meteor that hit the Earth, yeah. and because of the remnants of this iridium eradicate is extrapolation to allow us to believe that the dinosaurs were killed by this. Okay. So you think, I mean, it's a fair point. I mean, I, the cockroaches may not have been a good example. I know what you're saying though. Like just because you find it everywhere, doesn't mean it's three in the equation of two plus one. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. So I don't know if this case has really closed the conversation. What you should really do is (laughs) here's what I'd like you to do is maybe if there's a, Oh, there's not a comment section, but I'd really love for you to put forth some of these ideas back to the <laughs> right. article yeah, writers like, and just see what kind of feedback you right. get. I mean, why not? Like cockroaches. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was really thinking in my head for a good example, um, but that's the best I could come up with. Uh, fair enough. Um, let's see. Uh, then we got information about planktonic blooms and low oxygen levels in the oceans. Mm. Dinosaurs might have their doomsday set in the unfortunate double trouble of an asteroid volcano combo. Oh, I like oh, that idea. Okay. Double whammy. <laughs> <laughs> the ladies apparently like that idea too. Uh, or a single giant impact. Now I'll go for the double whammy. Either way, the large asteroid has played a key role. Sure. Well, that, this new study has found the missing piece of evidence that links the dinosaur's extinction to the Chicxulub impact. I know I've pronounced that wrong, and I apologize. And that it happened in a geological blink of an eye. Which is a million years? Sure, why not? Time is Time goes forever, right? Right. You know, I stick with my first statement. That it was cockroaches. Cockroaches. <laughs> that we don't know what we don't know. Oh, okay, that's true. So just, why bother? Should we keep seeking the truth or just throw our hands up? It's just, I mean, seek cockroaches. It's every But just understand the truth is, you know, subjective. Mm, is that the right word? Yeah, I know what you're saying, but I think it's also oh. contradictory to the truth, right? Yeah, but I mean, in this case, there's data, but then there is the interpretation of that data. data. Oh. That's the thing. I yeah, mean, okay, like, fair your enough. Your truth isn't the same as my truth. Um, I mean, if you want to get granular about it, saying, I guess... Of I'm, course I want to get granular. Well, but there are certain <laughs> things... But my truth is right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Actually, it's not. It's terribly wrong. <laughs> but there are certain things like you. I mean, there are truths like like. Uh, uh, okay, so this table, right? Uh-huh. That we've got this beer on. Mm. Like we know it's a truth that, except for probably like one place in the multiverse, right? Right. That this is just going to stay here. It's not going to fall through. And we know that because we have the evidence that there's a bunch of molecules that m- make up this wood. And there's a density factor. And, you yeah, know, but like, what if it's all a simulation? Well, there's always this simulation argument. I mean, you can bail yourself out with anything. Really, yeah, exactly. It's all simulation. <laughs> or or maybe, it's, maybe it's cockroaches. <laughs> and actually, there's we should... little sh- ones that are like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we should also probably just assume this is a simulation, right? Mm-hmm. I think if, we should. If we can conceive that, you know, of a future where there's going to be uh, self-teaching artificial intelligence or whatever, like, why wouldn't they? Right. In which case, why I mean, isn't this? I mean, as I said... I'm fine with it. I'm the guy with the steak in the Matrix. Like, ah, still tastes like fucking steak to me. I'm fine. No, I mean, um, I feel like we touched on this in the past, but now I lost my train. <laughs> Classic snooze. Which past? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was it the future? What was I going to say? Multiverse. Multiverse. Uh, truths. Uh, the Matrix. Uh, AI. Uh, simulation. Oh, oh, so this goes back to my, um, you know, uh, avid listeners of our podcast. Remember the hot snake that I had on um, how big tech, uh, big data was, um, COVID was a scam for big data. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, we're all moving into this virtual world now where, like, everything's going to be online and, you know, we're not going to meet people anymore. Right, and it's, right. the, it's the birth of virtual reality. Yeah. So, cool. Right. Catherine Sherlock, what is our next news item for the evening? Freilander snooze dossier type, treasure buried and otherwise. <laughs> Getting this news from the Philadelphia Inquirer. Okay, Philly. Yeah, what up, Philly in the house? Um, this is from Tuesday, March twenty third, two thousand twenty one. Oh no, no, that's today's paper. Forgive me. This is not from that time. This is from March 10th, 2021. So, you know, a couple weeks snooze. And the Philadelphia Inquirer looks like a legitimate publication. And I can tell that because it's done in a sort of uh, old English font, which is always very... Extended sort of gravitas. Indeed, yes. Uh, It's dignified. And as an American paper, I mean, you know, dignity is hard to come by sometimes. So, you know, this is not USA Today. This is the fucking Inquirer, you guys. Shape up. Dateline, March 10th, 2021. The legend of Pennsylvania's lost gold lives on as treasure hunting group pushes FBI for documents. Yeah, there are so many elements in this headline. Can you repeat it? Uh, (laughs) Sure. The legend of Pennsylvania's lost gold lives on as treasure hunting group pushes FBI for documents. So we've got... Treasure. Lost, lost gold, treasure hunting group, yeah, the, the FBI, FBI, and some documents. <laughs> yeah, so this I, is great. Um, is this another Dan Brown novel? This is. It sounds like it, right? Uh, we have a picture of. Well, we'll see if this is in the uh, the story. Okay, so this is. We got a byline of Jason Nark, Nark with a K. Reporting the legend of Pennsylvania's lost shipment of Civil War era gold. So the Civil War is involved, too. America loves the Civil War. Uh, Found its way to Zoom Wednesday Mm. as a treasure hunting team claimed again that the FBI 
found the lucrative cash, kept it, and is lying to the public. <laughs> I believe that. This is this is getting it's deeper and deeper. Classic conspiracy. FBI. <laughs> yes. Father and son treasure hunters. Okay. I mean, as if, you know, treasure hunters are one thing. Father and son team. And that's adorable and also kind of dumb. Uh, Dennis and Kim Parada. Their attorney, William Cluck, and Warren Gettler, a journalist who has worked with them and written about Civil War era legends of lost gold, held a virtual press conference calling on the feds to unseal the case. There was a virtual press conference. If we didn't go to it, you guys, we're the snooze. Where do we get our our snooze credentials? Yeah, we should have gone with questions. Follow we should have. I'm going to put in for snooze time. credentials Next somewhere time. Uh, Next time. that requires it. Like, we can send you to the White House. Right. You know, Biden's Ooh. administration will talk to you. That was tough. They'll have to. <laughs> you know, can we do a small sidebar again? Sure. Why not? I hate that <laughs> everyone is clowning on that poor man for falling down the steps uh, of the airplane yeah. as he was walking up. I, so, didn't even, I didn't even know about that. There's a video of him. He tripped. He tripped. You know, people trip. And it's like a whole like meme, like everyone's letting him have yeah. it um, because there's this video of him. And he didn't slip once. He did like a one, two, three slip. Mm. <laughs> it's a little funny. Those airplane stairs suck, though. But like, what you, how are you going <laughs> to? He's old. <laughs> he's you, old. He's old, man. <laughs> Poor thing. I feel bad for him that everyone's clowning on him. Well, he's the president. Don't feel too bad. Okay. But he's, he's doing all right. I think so. But, yeah, I mean, whatever. There's always a gaffe, right? right Obama right. in the tan suit. You it's know, true. like we're still talking about it. We shouldn't be, but we are. Well, not me. It's a distraction. I mean, I am. It is. It is. is, Yeah. Right. It's because he's doing some good. Good things are being done. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. So we got the uh, okay. uh, William Cluck, William Gettler, journalist. Okay. 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 Uh, Press conference. Feds unseal the case. The FBI sent a team to Dense Run in Elk County, a rural area, 260 miles northwest of Philadelphia. For several days in March 2018, and have repeatedly said nothing was found during the dig. Dennis Parada, citing decades of his own research, which I'm sure is thorough. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you took the word right out of my mouth. Uh, with his firm, so this is the name of their treasure hunting firm, Finders Keepers. <laughs> All right. I mean, clearly that's what the FBI did. (laughs) Well, right. So what's his bitch? Yeah. (laughs) That is the outrage. Uh You're not living up to the the name of your own. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Finders Keepers, along with data and ground readings from the site, said the FBI's claim does just not hold up anymore. No. Quote, the question now is how much they found and where did it go to? Unquote. Parada said, is that the question? Is it? I don't know. Apparently, they got proof. The FBI said again that, quote, nothing was found in the excavation, unquote. The FBI unequivocally rejects any claims or speculation to the contrary. Spokesperson Carrie Adamowski said in a statement Tuesday. So the FBI excavated something. I think they had a lead. And why would they do that? Is that well, because that part of their job. Well, and I think we get this information later in the article, but but this would be gold, a gold shipment that would be belong to the U.S. government. So, if they found something, it would have gone to the treasury. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they're doing it on behalf of yeah. The so, Federal if treasury. they found something, would they not have just said that? Yeah, that's the thing. So. Mm-hmm. 
Because so that, the- that wouldn't be controversial. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be. It would just be an interesting snooze item. We would have talked about it probably already. <laughs> Hey, the FBI found a treasure. I mean, it's but what Finders Keepers is painting is a picture in which there is a cover up. But do Finders Keepers believe <clears throat> it belongs to them? Well, that's a great question. I mean, they did do all that thorough research. Mm-hmm. That always equals, uh, you know, research is actually nine tenths of the law right. in yeah. most states right. in the U.S. Uh, the FBI said again that, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. the U.S. Attorney's Office in Philadelphia said the case is considered closed. Uh, Cluck on Wednesday sent a letter to the U.S. Department of Justice asking the office to expedite his Freedom of Information Act request for nearly 2,400 documents in the case file. It's been unclear why the case remains sealed, but documents Cluck has already obtained, including emails, make it clear that investigators went to Elk County in search of gold, and believed it may have been there. The FBI always maintained it was excavating a quote-unquote cultural heritage site. So they've, they've obtained emails that say that the FBI thought, hey, there might be something out here. Let's go dig. And that's all they and have. That's all. <laughs> so right. how can they prove a negative of like, we didn't find anything. I have nothing. I have no nothing to show you. It's just not there. That's like my, you can't disprove <laughs> what you can't It's disprove. similar, yes. I think so. <laughs> I think so. According to Gettler, a Lancaster-based geological firm the FBI hired to conduct metal detection found seven to nine tons of gold and silver at Dent's Run, but the company has repeatedly declined to comment. The FBI also will not comment about the company's work. Significant tax dollars were spent on this venture, Cluck wrote. Yeah. The public has a right to know how those tax dollars were spent. I think they know, right? Like, we went to dig and we didn't find anything. Mm-hmm. And even if we did find something, so what, right? I mean, I mean does Right, the, it doesn't belong to you. Yeah. Yeah. Does, I mean, I don't know, like, um, in India, like, every year, they do, like, a, the government rolls out what its budget is, like, the mm-hmm. government's sure, budget. Sure, sure. Yeah. Is that something like that? Something like that happened in the U.S.? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's a budget. But do they, like, roll it out for everyone to, like, it's like a national thing. Like, on a scroll? Like, physically roll it out? Down <laughs> or, like, on the TV, they're like, we I are- mean, you have access. It's massive. You know, okay. it's a massive... I'm going like this with right. my hand, a foot but and a half. Yeah. But I don't know. It's okay. you know, it's huge. It's the entire country. So right. yeah, you you could have access. That's public. Okay, I so think. it is yeah. public. So if they wanted to know, they could just go into that, I suppose, <laughs> and just find the. I mean, they're doing yeah. so much the research. Ledger, the fine gold <laughs> plus gold four hundred and fifty million dollars gold bullion. But what I don't understand is if they if they don't want the FBI and the government to have it, who do they believe should have it? I think like they this, wanted to find is it. Is this some kind of Robin Hood kind of situation? Uh, I really doubt it. Finders keepers? I don't think so. Okay, I don't. Th- I mean, I, who am I to say? I don't. I don't know the Parada. Bros or father and father son. Father and son team. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I think they're sounding a little obsessive. Probably. I think maybe it's a good, it's a great story, right? Is it? Somewhere we've got, we know oh, that right. there's millions in gold somewhere in our neighborhood. Like if we do in Reykjavik, there was mm. millions buried somewhere. It'd be a fun story. I get it. I get the appeal. Mm. And then you dedicate, you know, 10 years, 20 years. 25, 30 years, like, where is this treasure that they say, they say, is somewhere around here? And then 
the FBI goes with their resources and they take it. They Whip take it, it right under their nose. Yeah. So that you did have thirty years to. I made up thirty years, by the way. You did have thirty years to find that treasure, Paradas. You want to hear about the legend of this gold? Yeah. Let's. Why is it so important? To I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. It dates to the summer of eighteen sixty-three, when a special Union detachment was taxed with transporting twenty-six gold bars, each weighing fifty pounds, from West Virginia to the U.S. Mint in Philadelphia. That detachment, as the story goes, was ambushed. The gold lost and supposedly buried. Gettler said he and the Paradas came to Philadelphia in January of 2018 to meet with agents from the FBI's art crime team. Art crime team. Mm. It seems like a fun team to be a part of. Yeah. I just want to remind you that the FBI worked hand in hand with us on this, Gettler said. Okay, so they maybe shared information. Maybe that's why they're a little butthurt about this. Because they didn't give them the full we told you they where it is. Share back. And now you're not giving us that sweet gold. Gettler said the FBI's demeanor changed dramatically during the dig, from friendly to adversarial. Ooh. I can't imagine that the Paradas would be of a personality type that might annoy FBI members. You can't picture it, right? These guys are it's high like, level. Can you sue the FBI, really? Yeah, sure. What? I think so. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Is that what they, they said they're suing, right? No, I no, don't know. No, Did no, I no, miss no, this? It's free, oh, I just assumed they were. They're just, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just outraged. They're just generally just outraged. They, they want to see all of the documents <laughs> so that they can, yeah. Um, he said he and the Paradas were led away from the site to look at an empty hole and then kept far away at the base of a hill. Gettler, author of Rebel Gold, a book about Civil War era gold, believes the dense run cash was held in SUVs and transferred to armored cars under cover of darkness. Mm. Again, where is this gold going to? So, whatever. If you want to listen to the FBI and believe nothing was found, that's your choice, Gettler said. You're right, Gettler. That is my choice. Why would they bring in four armored cars? Why would they bring in such extensive resources? Okay, now the armored cars. Do we have proof of that? That we there were four armored cars? This is what I'd like to see. I'd like to see photographs. Pictures, yeah. I'd like to see four armored cars, each of them holding that day's newspaper. Mm-hmm. I want to see that photograph. Yeah, and I mean, were they genuinely armored or were they just chunky? Just big cars. Just big old cars, yeah. But all FBI cars are like those big ones anyway, so... Any type of... Uh, a uh, weapony right. type of department is going to yeah, have I mean, some fancy. It, and the thing is, if if they had like uh, that serious amount of weight in the back, you could you could tell if they were holding a lot of weight because mm. of like the wheel arches and all of that kind of thing. Yeah, the suspension would be lower. Yes, but yes, it would require. I think they need to do more research. They clearly haven't done enough. That's true. Well, <laughs> I'd also just like to see evidence. Just evidence. That Yeah, easy. I, may, maybe that's just what they're asking for. Yeah, yeah. Actually. When asked why the FBI would lie about finding gold, Gettler said he believes there's more gold buried across the country and the agency doesn't want treasure hunters to find it. Cluck believes one reason could be the potential legal arguments over claims to the gold, which could be worth hundreds of millions of dollars between the federal government, the Commonwealth, and the Paradas. <laughs> okay. Why would they have a claim on it? Yeah, because they know that it's there. But it's not their land, and they didn't find it. It's true. <laughs> I know it's there, too. Do I get a piece of it when they find it? 
I mean, I said it. Yeah. Uh, what if I believe real hard? <laughs> well, it is one of those. Well, your it's a Tinkerbell scenario. Is your reality. Uh, well, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm believing it. <laughs> you know what Cluck said? What did he say? I am extremely Cluck, suspicious. Cluck? No. I am extremely suspicious of the secrecy. Oh, <laughs> from the FBI. Yeah, from the FBI. <laughs> Who didn't want to hang out with the, the finders keepers dudes on their dig. We got to dig a fucking hole. You know, there's nothing out here. Carl, take those people down to the bottom of the hill. I cannot listen to them speculating about the gold. That's clearly not here. We've been digging for six hours. I can't find it. Get them out of here. Gettler said he would like Congress to investigate. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure Congress has, uh, will take this up on priority. And look, he's got the Finders Keepers logo on the side of his truck. It's a real, it's a real business. Take it seriously. He's got a decal on the side of his truck. He's suspicious about the secrecy. It's cool. Um, okay, so interesting. I think we all know that there's no treasure, right? I like to believe there might have been. I like to believe too. And actually belief is enough for you to get a piece of that. Exactly. According to these rules. Mm -hmm. uh, I hope they find it. I don't think they're going to find it. Uh, Catherine Sherlock, what is the next snooze item? Firelander, snooze dossier type, aliens visiting and otherwise. Oh, are they now? Guys, this uh, news item is coming to us from Forbes.com. Forbes magazine, a bastion of okay. uh, money news, yeah. you know, the economy. That's all I know about Forbes. Uh, business, business, right? I Industry. Mean, like, legitimate news article. For sure. It's the real one. It's not even a Forbes.net. It's .com. .com. Okay. Coming uh, dateline, February 25th, 2021, 1.41 p.m. Eastern Standard Times. FAA, Federal Aviation Authority, mm -hmm. can't explain pilots' UFO sighting last weekend over New Mexico. Oh. There have been murmurings of the last year that thing, things are happening, right? Yeah, it's, it's, I feel like this is not the first time something's been sighted over New Mexico. Certainly not. Certainly, New Mexico is a hotspot. You know, Roswell is right, in New Mexico, right. mm, so right. that's the the OG uh, UFO sighting. Uh, byline: Suzanne Rowan Kelleher, Forbes staff and travel. She writes about travel trends and news you can use. Uh, Sorry, <laughs> curious to know. How she we works can very hard to get to get us the the news. <laughs> A radio transmission from an American Airlines from Cincinnati to Phoenix last weekend might have been ripped straight from the X-Files. Oh, my God. When we have that music. We will put it in right here. Ooh. It, it sounds good, right? Does We should just run this in the background for most of these. <laughs> just an hour-long loop in the background. Uh... Do you have any targets up here? We just had something go right over the top of us, said the pilot at 1.19 p.m. Central Standard Time on Sunday. I hate to say this, but it looked like a long cylindrical object that almost looked like a cruise missile type of thing moving really fast right over the top of us, according to audio published on aviation blog Deep Black Horizon. Interesting. Okay. The blogger, Steve Douglas... 
Douglas with two S's. Not to be confused with Steve Douglas, the father from the television show of the 1960s, My Three Sons. No. What? You wouldn't know. No. You wouldn't. I'm talking to an audience of whoever was alive in the <laughs> 1960s to watch that. It's a real good show, though. William Frawley uh, and also Fred McMurray. Mm, yeah, it's all right. Um... Okay, so Steve Douglas intercepted the transmission accidentally as he was trying to pick up another aircraft with a radio scanner. It was a pure coincidence, he told the Arizona Republic. Douglas used two flight tracking websites, Flight Radar 24 and Flight Aware, to determine that the exact position of the plane was over the northeast corner of New Mexico, west of Clayton, New Mexico, at an altitude of 37,000 feet. That is up there. A lot of details in this story. This is an actual news item, I guess. I mean, and you know, we appreciate the thoroughness, but also, let's pick it up, guys. Douglas's blog post includes a link to download the audio MP3 file, which he named UFO. Wait, wait, wait. So Douglas is the pilot? Douglas is just no. a dude who runs a blog. And how did he, he find out? He, oh, he just happened to be listening in. Okay, yep. gotcha. According yep. to him. Yep. Okay, so this is his speculation. So... Well, the, I mean, the audio allegedly says that there's this object up here. That's from the pilot. And also Douglas named the file okay. UFO. UFO. So that makes it legitimate. <laughs> Following a, brie- a debrief with the flight crew, American Airlines confirmed that the radio transmission came from flight 2292. Yesterday, the FAA re- released a short statement. A pilot reported seeing an object over New Mexico shortly after noon, local time on Sunday, February 21. Again, a lot of numbers, dates. Come on, guys. Keep me engaged here. FAA air traffic controllers did not see any object in the area on their radar scopes. Mm. Mystery. Mm-hmm. While authorities may never be able to explain what the missile-like object was, it's not the first time... <laughs> Are you having a great time? <laughs> <laughs> It's not the first time a pilot has spotted unexplained flying phenomena. In fact, it happens fairly regularly. And as snooze reporters, we can attest to this. We get a lot of these items across our snooze desk. A remarkably similar incident occurred over the Sonoran Desert three years ago. February 24th, 2018, within minutes of each other, two pilots flying different aircraft, a Phoenix Air Group Learjet and an American Airlines commercial flight, both reported passing a mysterious object, according to audio recordings released by the Federal Aviation Administration. Oh, I guess that's what FAA means. My bad. Not an authority. It's an administration. administration. Mm. Come on. What is this? Uh, some kind of fascist. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> authority. Nobody has authority over me. Not even the FAA. <laughs> Your administrative. Push those papers around. Dummies. But I mean, if the F- FAA gave a statement, I mean, okay, I suppose. Here's the quote from that previous one, 2018. Mm -hmm. Uh, Should I do the pilot voice? Yes. Uh, Was anybody over us that uh, passed a... uh, I'm sorry. Let me do it again. (laughs) (laughs) Was anybody above us that passed us like 30 seconds ago? The Learjet pilot asked an air traffic controller. (laughs) Uh, Negative, replied the tower. That's the end of the quote. Oh, okay. Uh, in November 9th, 2018, a British Airways pilot flying over Ireland reported seeing a very bright light that disappeared at very high speed, mm-hmm. reported The Guardian, another legit bastion of news truth. Mm-hmm. A Virgin Airlines pilot confirmed seeing it, too. 
multiple objects following the same sort of trajectory, very bright from where we work over. Experts say there's usually a very logical explanation for UFO sightings. They, those experts are also known as uh, killjoys. <laughs> and the U.S. government has had a famously long history of being tight-lipped on the subject. Mm. In recent years, however, there's been some notable movement on that front. In 2017, the Pentagon acknowledged the existence of a $22 million advanced aerospace threat identification program that had been investigated reports that had investigated reports of unexplained aerial phenomena from 2007 until it was shut down in 2012. And obviously, you guys, when you're getting the results that you're looking for, as far as far as, you know, finding those phenomena, you definitely shut the program down mm. after a few years. Mm. In April 2019, the U.S. Navy announced it was modifying how pilots reported UFO sightings in favor of a more data-driven approach, telling Politico that there had been a, quote, number of reports of unauthorized and or unidentified aircraft entering various military-controlled ranges and designated airspace in recent years, unquote. Uh, and I think we did a snooze story about uh, they wanted to rename UFOs something else, oh, something more benign, uh, but it just came down to uh, flying saucers, basically. <laughs> so on and so forth. More evidence, uh, more sightings anyway. Oh, here we go. Of course, unexplained is not the same as extraterrestrial. Of course. Quote, it's probably one part of the military not telling the other part of the military what they're up to, unquote, speculated Bill Nye the Science Guy <laughs> to CNN's Brian Stelter at the time. Actually, that I believe. Yeah. Um, that sounds the, like the most... <laughs> although you guys know I'm very open-minded about this whole uh, extraterrestrial sure. aliens on okay. this earth. Yeah. But in this specific... I think it might just have been like they just didn't know about it and like, you know, there was some kind of... Yeah. Yeah, the only thing I question is when they're seeing things that are moving in ways that are beyond the way we can get objects to move. Mm. That's the real curiosity. Like a thing, a shape, hovering, that in itself, a thing is not enough. But when it's going really fast and maneuvering strangely, that you know, raises the old maybe eyebrow. Maybe it's Superman. Maybe it's Superman. Or maybe it's just ball lightning. Oh, it could be ball lightning. Mm. Why, why not? Swamp gas. Mm. Mm, very popular. <laughs> uh, buried deep in last December's COVID relief bill, tucked mm. into the quote unquote committee comment section of the Intelligence Authorization Act. Glad to know that was rolled into the COVID relief bill. Is a provision that requires U.S. intelligence agencies to tell Congress what they know about UFOs by mid 2021. End of article. Um, okay, so. Watch this face. Kind of an underwhelming story, I have to say, because it really is just. It's just regurgitating. Facts. It's a regurgitation of a regurgitation because yeah. we're just hearing from uh, Steve Douglas, a.k.a. Fred McMurray from My Three Sons, who was who runs a blog and has free time enough to listen to. Flight traffic. And this uh, lady or this reporter had yep. time enough to read his blog. Well, look, she does watch trends and travel. And mm -hmm. report on it. Um, prior to working at Forbes, she was a longtime freelancer who contributed hundreds of articles to Condé Nast Traveler, CNN Travel, and Travel Plus. Read more. Why not? Leisure, Afar, Reader's Digest, Trip Savvy, Parade, NBCNews.com, and scores of other outlets. Follow her on Instagram and Flipboard, whatever that may be. 
I'm okay. Okay. One more, you guys. But I, yeah. Oh, do you have any no, more comments no, on I this? I mean, I have a lot of comments. I just feel like it's one of those, like, what was she trying to get across to us? Like, be careful of the flight you're flying on because... No, 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 no. Just it was a, just reporting of facts upon facts. Yeah. So there's audio. They've confirmed that this was a sighting. But yeah, yeah it's a, a sighting of what? Yeah. I mean, it's... Uh, it's a mystery. Yeah. And uh, because it's a mystery, we can only report so far on it. Right. You know, yes. Dig and, so deep, I guess. And, yeah, and just make assumptions. Oh, yeah, it's got to be UFOs. And hey, we've benefited from it. It's given us at least seven minutes of content. Right. Uh, right. So we appreciate that. Suzanne Rowan Kelleher. Find her on Flipboard. <laughs> what is Flipboard? It used no to, idea. I think it used to be like Google's version of... Um, TikTok. Pinterest. Vine. Oh, okay. Um, but I don't know if people would like really used it Mm, i mean i've heard of pinterest right i've not heard of flipboard i don't think it did that well i uh i don't want to speak ill of that type of you know like a pinterest type of thing because for as silly as i may think it is i basically just pinterest on my computer i see a picture of something Mm. i like and i just save it to my computer is this not a pinterest i mean i'm just not showing it to people basically yeah 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 i don't need need a framework for that true nor do i need people looking at what i'm looking at and enjoy you know like i don't like just ask trending i actually find pinterest quite annoying because like it takes you to like you click on what you want but it's a link to like 10 more articles Mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm. and so it's not really getting you what you want it's just taking you to uh, a a collection of articles that you might be interested for that and then it shuffles them every time you refresh and so you're it's real messy i feel but people live and die by it so i don't know pinterest get your shit together yeah no idea Catherine doesn't even have any idea pinterest it doesn't speak help her out jeez last news item Catherine Sherlock, where are we going? What are we doing? Freilander, snooze dossier type. Ooh, Egypt, ancient and otherwise. This is just, I mean, it's, one, it's a favorite, right? It is. <laughs> They're all favorites. I mean, yeah. we make the show, but uh, Egypt really, mm. really gets it going. It's a key destination for us, I think. Indeed, it is on the list of places to go. Right. Uh, the Grand Egyptian Museum opening sometime this year. I still can't get a firm start date on when that's happening. I check fairly frequently because I want to go check it out. They've the, all of the Tut stuff is together. Ooh, it's out there. They've amazing. they're reconstructing the tomb and all of this. I want to go. I want to go see the old things. Seen a lot of mummies. None of them in Egypt. Mm. I mean, come on. I don't know why I said it like that. Give me a break. <laughs> Like, I, it's my fault to go to Egypt. Nobody's stopping you. Well, come COVID. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, all right. Come on. Yeah. Okay. This is coming to us from CNET.com. We've quoted them before. It is some kind of technology website where also you can get freeware mm. and uh, check for viruses while also installing new viruses into your computer. Mm-hmm. And articles about mummies? CNET covers a lot of ground. Okay. okay. Uh, if they make it onto our show, they must, they, must they have to, right? Yeah. Dateline, February 26th, 2021. Byline, Amanda Kuzer reporting. Mummification manual from ancient Egypt details how to embalm faces. Specifically faces. Just faces. 
scientists have found an ancient Egyptian instruction manual for embalming the faces of the dead. The manual was found within a 3,500-year-old medical manuscript known as the, as the Papyrus Louvre Carlsberg. According to a University of Copenhagen statement Friday, written references to Egyptian embalming practices for mummies are extremely rare. There had been only two known texts on the subject. Oh, that's the end of the sentence. Sorry. <laughs> I was really leading up. Uh, I, I know, I know. I saw quote quotation marks, and I was like, "Oh, we're really going going somewhere with this." But then, then we just stopped. Then the train stopped. Quote: Egyptologists were therefore surprised to find a short manual on embalming in a medical text that is primarily concerned with herbal medicine and swellings of the skin. Unquote. The university said. The newly discovered papyrus predates the previously known texts and delves into new territory with a detailed description of how to embalm faces. We get a list of ingredients for a remedy consisting largely of plant-based aromatic substances and binders that are cooked into a liquid with which the embalmers coat a piece of red linen, said University of Copenhagen Egyptologist Sophie Schiot, who has been investigating the papyrus Louvre Carlsberg. Quote, the red linen is then applied to the dead person's face in order to encase it in a protective cocoon of fragrant and antibacterial matter. Mm. Unquote. I wonder if this will like lead to some new ways of like anti-aging treatment. So you are picturing maybe we apply the red linen. Right. As a cucumber mask. slices right. over the eyes. That Because you're thing. embalming like a dead body. So you're stopping it from like deteriorating, if I'm not mistaken. Why should rotting, we not arrest yes. our own rotting our... But we're not rotting. We're just but aging. No, we're like a different process. <laughs> well, you may not be. Okay. I mean, you look great. Some of us, though. Mm. <laughs> maybe maybe rotting is the wrong word for it. Maybe decomposing is a better one. Yeah. A little bit every day. Yeah. Day by day. Day by day. My soul is for sure. <laughs> Time is a relentless assassin. Yeah. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> Tell it to the mummies, right? Oof. Ooh. The manual also discusses how embalming procedures were scheduled to occur over four day intervals. The entire process took 70 days to complete. Mm. That's pretty high maintenance for dead body. I mean, the pharaohs, they took, you know, they. They got all the time in the world. Well, they have eternity, right? Mm-hmm. They own mm-hmm. eternity. They are, and they also you know. have like the money for eternity because everything gets. That's the thing, I guess. Uh, with them. You got to have a little uh, equity for the afterlife. Mm, indeed, yeah, because this is quite a process. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing that the family, you know, like today, the family is carefully watching over the process, so it's not a bunch of like, yeah, oh no, 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 we spent seventy days on this. Yeah, I'm sure they were like professional mummification people. Who's to know? I mean, if you're not one of those people, designated to, I would at a certain point. Do you think they were lazy mummifiers? Do you think there were people cutting corners along with those bandages? You know how like there's the pharaoh, and then there will probably be like like seventh in line to be pharaoh one day. He probably got like the side treatment. Yeah, pharaoh's a big get, right? But the seventh heir to the throne, seventh in line. Yeah, you know, maybe this is a movie. Is this a script idea? Maybe. Should we work on this? The first snooze screenplay, mm. lazy mummifier or lazy mummif- lazy bones, lazy <laughs> oh. something. Mm, we'll work, work on, on it. it. We'll work on something, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But somebody with a shop, I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, no, I'll get that to you a Tuesday. Tuesday? Oh, I mean, uh, the, you know, Tuesday, 70 days from now, Tuesday, of course, of course. Plenty of red linen in the back. Uh, part of the papyrus Louvre Carlsberg belongs to the Louvre Museum in Paris. Mm-hmm. That, you know, the Louvre of the mm-hmm. Louvre fame, right? That's what I wanted. And another section belongs to the University of Copenhagen, which, so it's not just a coincidence then. All right. It had once been in private hands and some pieces are missing. Mm-hmm. Curious, where would those pieces have gone? Other than decomposing because it's 3,500 years old. Wait, some pieces of what were missing? The This the uh, document oh, in okay, question. Oh, okay, okay, okay. The document predates the other known mummification texts by over a thousand years. Wow. That is considerable. <laughs> the two organizations plan to publish the papyrus in 2022. So look out, that's going to be some red hot reading. Interesting to read. Yeah, so I mean, at some point, that was probably old processing. Maybe that, you know, that fell out of favor. I mean, who knows? If that was like a thousand years before. That's true. Yeah. They might oh, have like, you know, that's all dated technique, hat, right? Plenty Surely. of times for process chains to flow in different directions. Yeah, and can, you know, continuous improvement, all of this. You have to, right? You got to keep it lean. They the Egyptians soft. kept it lean. Yeah, yeah. They went from like the red to the white. I, yeah. You know, and then they were like, do we even need, need? face yeah, linen? Like, like, get rid of it. Otherwise, right, let's just stick to the innards. And Right. Hmm. Do you think, okay, so 70 days to get the red linen face mask going. You're doing stuff with the rest of the body the rest of the time, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think the whole mummification process, I was quite fascinated by when I learned about it. Yeah. Who's not? Like, mm. whoa. Um, breaking the nose, breaking the taking nose. the brain out yes. with a hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good stuff. Uh, the uh, canopic jars with the, you know, one yeah. with the heart. And, one and then with the... big fan of the whole mummy franchise. Of course. You have to be. Yeah. Um, watch out for those scarabs, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, you guys. This has been a very long evening. It has. I know we're tired. Shush, I hear it in your voice. We get to a certain point where you just crash. <laughs> I get it. I know. There's grouchy boo. There's grouchy boo. <laughs> That's why we don't record on Thursdays anymore. Right, right. <laughs> Last time got real grouchy, guys. Things get a little shifty. I think I that one was that? That was the one. Yeah, <laughs> that was good advice episode two, and it was a little. I mean, I was loving it. It was. Oh God! And it's a great episode. You should all listen to it. Uh, but yeah, Shushma, uh, she just hit a wall. I did. It happens. It definitely hit a wall. I, I mean, I didn't really notice it. I saw it coming. You saw. I it? think I made an exit before it got real bad. Oh, okay. Because okay, it okay. got real bad. I mean, I, I guess I could tell that. Like, all right, we need to. S- How many more of these fucking McDonald's commercials do I have here <laughs> to show? <laughs> Okay, I need to listen to this. But this uh, one was, yes. I mean, I mean, I enjoyed the commercial. I, I forgot how <clears throat> impactful McDonald's commercials were. Oh, they're with you. They stay with they you. They do. They burrow under your skin. They do. Oh, Catherine, soon enough, once you listen to that episode, you're going to be loving it too. <laughs> oh, good God, no. It's going to be just nothing but good times what and great taste good for you. Good times and great taste. There no, never. Good nothing but food, folks, and fun. Horrific. Da, 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 your place. Do you believe in magic? No. <laughs> I hope you do. 
Well, that kind of shit. You're going to make a friend wearing big red shoes. <laughs> oh, what? Some kind of He's a clown. Pervert. Yeah. Yeah. His name is Ronald. Yeah. And no. he wants to invite you and a <laughs> bunch of children into it. Yeah. <laughs> I bet he does. Yeah. I'm going to be calling the police over here. <laughs> Nobody's called it. We, well, we, talk, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. But I wonder. I wonder what the what Ronald's track record is. Mm. I wonder if he's on the registry. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm. I'm guessing dodgy. Could be. Could be corporate icon. I don't know. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we had all that snooze though. Great information. You needed to know it. I we did. had it. We right. gave it to you. Yes. You're welcome. Right. Yes. So anytime. Mm. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna switch it up a little bit. I'm gonna reverse it. Switch my mic. Hey. Yes. Great job tonight. Thank you Thank so much you. for being here. Thank you, Justin. You really brought it. I try. Um, you tried and you did. <laughs> she wanted to. Every so time. she did. Yeah, exactly. But guess what, guy? No. <clears throat> Remember, guys, don't be a Karen. Don't be a don't be a Karen. <laughs> she, no. We don't have time for that. We, we don't have room have for that. There's no. no space for that in no, society no, no. these days. No, no, no. Equality. Live and let live, respect right? Respect people, man. And respect. Just respect people. Humans among humans. And that's why I'm gonna say, hey Catherine Sherlock, I respect you. Why, well, thank you. And I think of you as an equal human. Yeah, I, I think of you as an equal human <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> I think that should, that should be a new greeting. <laughs> I think of you as an equal human. Equal, equal tidings human. to you, human. Oh. Fellow human. 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 Hominid? Sure. Is that not specific enough? Biped. A human is kind of sexist, right? Is it? I don't know. No. <laughs> Somebody could take it that way, though. Yeah, someone called the manager. Cute right? person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm going to take a friend to that one. There she is. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we wrap up another edition, another blazing edition of The Snooze. It's kind of sleepy. It's kind of stupid. It's a little lazy. We woke it up, though. We but gave it, sure it to you. Inform- informative. It absolutely is. Mm. I'm having pronunciation problems today. <laughs> Have more informative? Whiskey? Yeah. Maybe you just need more, Maybe. more alcohol. Maybe. You know, this is actually a good idea. Okay. <laughs> and with that, good night, everybody. This has been 